Stand by for the Terry Saul Show in five. Roll tape. Four. Cue Terry. Three. Bring audio up. Two. Stand by. One. Play intro. Stay tuned for the Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM KSLM. Today's show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, featuring Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule's State Farm Insurance. Good morning and welcome to the weekend show. I am your host, Terry Saul, along with Amanda Smith. Good morning, Amanda. How are you? Good. I am so good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Our show this week is being brought to you by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule State Farm Insurance. We have uh, three guests in studio this morning. They are from the, uh, you're all running for the school board correct. position. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Okay. Salem Kaisers. Um, we have Cassidy Trout. Uh, I'm Satya Chandragiri. Yeah, okay. Dr. Satya. <laughs> Dr. Satya. Yes. Yep. You've been here before. I remember talking yep. with you before. Yes, yes. And uh, Chrissy Hudson. That's correct. And uh, so we're going to chat a little bit. First of all, why don't, uh, why don't we start with you? Why don't you just, why are you, why are you running? Well, I'm running again. Yes. You know, people ask me the same question. Why, what were you thinking? You're running again. <laughs> well, it's very simple. I'm a parent, a physician, a psychiatrist. I've the current school board director, previously chair, there's lots going on. I don't have to sit and explain to our community. It's like, you know, we need to get our focus back on our school. I will be the one. I was there for you all, and I'll be there for you all. You know, we have a new superintendent, the complete uh, breach of safety, mental health problems, learning loss. And really, I worked hard serving you all and I learned so much I will continue I will have some I will provide some stability and experience that's badly needed yes. everybody else is new we have lots of work ahead lots of work ahead so I decided to roll up my sleeve and be there rather than abandon our kids and teachers and staff Chrissy Hudson why are you running well kind of same it's uh, my heart kind of wouldn't let me just walk away and ignore it when you see a need and you see people hurting it's it makes it very tough to just kind of close your eyes so um, I have children in the district so I directly saw things progress over the year I was able to spend many hours inside the classroom and saw things at that level so then when school zone six and Kaiser opened up again it was it was kind of an obvious decision of mine to go ahead and kind of raise my hand and step up and see if the people were interested in having me try to help them speak so I see that a lot of folks simply lost a lot of courage and that saddens me as well. It does excite me to kind of see that life kind of spark back in them when we talk about things and that there is a way that we can take steps forward together and we can make some progress. Cassidy? You know, you're next. All right. Well, I'm a mom here in the district. I've got two kids that are in Salem Kaiser schools currently. I've been really active in the school world for about two years now. Um, whenever I started noticing some materials being given to my child that I was not okay with and started asking questions and had an assistant principal tell me that we needed to leave the education to those who are educated. Ooh. And, you know, yeah, that was really the first time as a parent, I felt devalued and unwanted, really not included in my child's education. And I just couldn't let that stand and realized that I needed to step up as a parent and help encourage other parents to know their place in their child's education and advocate for their children. Let's let's talk a little bit about that um, since you brought it up. That there are some things that are being taught to the children now that I don't think they really need to be teaching to the children. 
at this point. Absolutely. You know, with that situation, the first one that kind of opened my eyes to what was going on, my son was assigned in his ninth grade English class an article that was an opinion piece on why the decriminalization of drugs was such a good thing in the state and all of the wonderful things that it's done. And at first, I just thought to myself, you know, this is a school that has an issue with drug abuse on campus. Why would they be putting this material in front of a bunch of impressionable ninth graders? And so from there, I just really started digging in more and finding more and more articles and more and more materials that are being given to our kids that really don't align with our values or our beliefs. Doctor, how do you feel about that? Well, I really think, you know, parents have to be included. Families have to be included. When we have a district which really has a vision that every family, every child, every teacher, every day, right from the get-go, at every level, then we are going to have a good system. When parents do not even know what is being taught, they don't know what their rights are, responsibilities are, whether it is aligned with their values or is it appropriate? I had a mother, similar story, a mother, a white mother emails me. She was really upset because in the English literature class, there was a whole bunch of chapters which was using the N-word and racially very derogatory towards black people. And she said, Satya, this is being taught. Then I finally had to send it to the superintendent and superintendent kind of took some steps and asked what is going on. So there is a lot of things that are happening people are just discovering and so I think it looks like we have lost complete control over what is going on what is being taught everybody's kind of run away uh, warriors trying to do whatever they want whether it is politically based or whatever their agenda is people are offended families are offended and you know imagine if somebody is teaching something on Islamic uh, saying bad things on Islamic history and there are Muslim families from India or Pakistan or Middle East they are going to be offended so we really have to start including families from the get-go they need to be a very transparent process what is being and parents should know what is going on in the classroom you know parents came to know a lot of things This literally activated and alarmed them during the Zoom days when the schools were closed. Mm -hmm. So parents for the first time could peek into the classroom what was going on. And parents are worried that children are not studying. They are not going to catch up. They are going to, you know, for the first time in the history of our nation, kids are not going to do better than them. So parents are eager to teach their children, do homework, assistant, extra classes, etc. And then they are discovering they don't have access to material. And when they do get some material, they say, this is something doesn't make sense to us. So we really have to rethink how we are teaching, making sure parents are included at every stage from the beginning. There should be no surprises. There should be no surprises because there are laws which allow parents to opt out if their material is not consistent with them. Just like the white mother was outraged when the N-word was used in the English literature and very racially derogatory terms were used as part of English literature and she didn't know what to do except to reach out to me. That should not be the case. It should be from the beginning we should have an open, transparent process. Chrissy, if, if you are a parent and you, you discover that something's being taught to your children, what can you do? Uh, a, t- a parent that was learning, I had gone to the, the district 
and I had spoken to them, and I didn't get very far. I wasn't so successful with that. Um, and sometimes, and this is the story I often hear, is that you ask and ask and approach teachers, admin, uh, the 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 whole you know district admin, and uh, can be frustrating, honestly, um, not making progress, and you are getting one thing, but what you're seeing come home in those studies is is something different. So I think I I've noticed just com- I mean spreading the word so we can we can speak. I think it was effective when the school board meetings were open and we all got to speak our voice. I feel like it it we were able to make more progress and be heard as a community and families, student families more than certainly than we have without it. Um, so so that's, I mean, a good question. I think, as Satya mentioned, uh, finding ways and asking the admin and being consistent until you get something back. Hey, what what can I do? Oh, you say I can opt out? What forms does it take? What are all the forms to opt out? Not just one, but is there something that I'm missing that I don't know about? Those are the first most obvious things. If you're uncomfortable with your child, which I know has been a hot topic, say being in a health class period, you know, finding out ways and certain things to get get your child moved if it if it seems necessary to different classes different teachers I mean if you have to different schools honestly <laughs> I feel that we have to do what it takes as the primary parental advocate for these little children uh, to learn what what they have the uh, right to learn to have these tools to be an adult in just a couple short years you mentioned earlier that the school board meetings are are not open to parents are they open to parents now no no, no. just online um you can so you can't as a as a concerned parent you can't walk in there sit down and listen to what's being said and then put your own opinion in or no they have it open on zoom and that's the only way that you can witness the school board meeting live why is that they say because of safety issues because in the past we have had some activist groups who have caused problems at the school board meetings and instead of holding those groups accountable they just close down the meetings to all Mm. and without SROs being included on our campuses you know it's just left up to our district security to handle it I'm guessing that they can't handle the issue because they just had to close the meetings yeah, it makes me feel like they just wanted to sh- shut out parents and their voices and their concerns, which is really discouraging because I feel like our opinions matter. Absolutely. And sometimes parents don't have the courage to speak up, yeah. but they want to be seen. They want the board to know that they are there and that they do have an opinion. And maybe they don't have the courage to get up to the mic and do it in front of people who are screaming at them. But they still have the right to be there and be seen. Mm -hmm. And as a parent, when you're hearing stories from your children and they speak to their teachers and admin, hey, I've heard for two weeks that this group is going to beat up my friend and no one can hear me, whichever. We're trying to act and help them. And when we're closed off and we don't have a voice physically, what does that teach them? I feel like it has a stronger impact on them still. You know, I believe that citizen participation is citizen power. This is clearly wrong. This is almost like eight or nine months since August. They shut everybody down. It's like a collective banning of parents. Mm -hmm. Zoom is not an alternative. That's just a bare minimum checkbox. When public sit in the public meeting, we need to remember, we report to the public. Parents have to sit there even if they don't have to ask questions. I'm an immigrant. There are a lot of immigrants. We want to sit there and watch how the policies are made. How people discuss in this country, how uh, policies and laws are passed. This is just a false flag that 
it's unsafe that's why we can't yeah. trust me i step out of the parking into the parking lot there is nobody there there is nobody there terry there's no one this is just a false flag to keep people out so that nobody wants to zoom only will show my face when i'm speaking it won't tell you it won't show what others are talking to each other everything that goes on in a public meeting should be in the public sphere number 1 Number two, a lot of times parents sitting in the audience are learning from each other. When you sit in front of me, I can't hide things. I can't do anything that is corrupt. I can't make some side deals, etc. How do you know that's happening? When state capital can run a public meeting, yeah, there is a state trooper standing there. They check our bag. They let us in. Just a few miles away from my school board, there is no problem. So number two, this is no longer COVID. This is just a false flag narrative. Now, when forty thousand kids can come to school every day, how do and you are saying that we can keep all of them safe, and you are telling me you can't run a three-hour meeting safe? This is a clear breach of our respect for the public. We, as a school board director, I am outraged. I have gone on a public record. I stood in front of the state capital and made spoke about it because I said, "Who can stop me in this country?" it's my first amendment right so i spoke to the public in the public meeting i live streamed it and this is not right this is not right and i come from the old you know i come from the largest democracy in india to the oldest democracy in this country literally and in india they have public meetings in the villages under a tree when people sit around that is the culture i'm used to and for me to put up with this where everybody is forced out it's like a collective punishment on all the public it breaks my heart to see this is uh, not good for our republic this is not good it's not and it's not all school districts too so salem kaiser cuz i know wilsonville school district they're open to parents to come in they've got sros on campus so it's like why salem you guys so if if amanda this is a good question if our school district cannot provide the safety based on whatever security they claim they have then let's ask salem police to sit there i'm a taxpayer anyway all our public is taxpayer then why do we go around making statement we don't need law enforcement in school the question is if you truly believe in that you can keep everybody safe then demonstrate your behavior unless there is some other motivation to keep public out and pass this very th- big decisions we hired a superintendent without showing the public who sh- that person is all right we need to take a short break when we come back more with today's special guests you're listening to the weekend show on 104.3 fm 12:20 a.m we are kslm back in just a moment stick around you're listening to the terry saul show on kslm am and fm brought to you today by the lule group We're back in five, four, Q Terry, two, one, you're on. You're listening to the Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group. We are back. This is the weekend show. We are talking with uh, Cassidy Trout, Doctor Satya. Satya. 
and uh, Chrissy Hudson. You are all three running for uh, different positions with the school board. Is that correct? That's yes. correct. Right. So let's talk with, about safety. So where do you guys stand on safety in our schools? Oh, we have a major safety issue in our schools right now. Our district is being sued by teachers because of assaults that are being done on them by children. Um, my son is at a local high school at McKay, half of the bathrooms on campus are closed all the time because of either drug use or fights or other extracurricular activities going on. There are fights daily on our campuses. There are sexual assaults. There are behavior issues. We've got to get to the root cause of what's going on in our district. I I believe the big you know, the safety is completely breached. And mm-hmm. we have to be honest with our communities. Yeah. You know, for me, community safety and school is one and the same. There are mothers who are afraid their little children are getting recruited into gangs. There's guns, gangs, fentanyl. Communities have become so unsafe that they're all keeping the kids inside, the dog inside, everybody's inside, nobody's playing out in the street. And parents are not even feeling safe to send their kids to stand in the street side and take the bus and go to school. It's affecting our attendance. And we are going around making a statement saying, yeah, we have, we don't need SROs. There are people, the person who's, you know, the, my opponent is clearly saying for the next few years, he doesn't want to have SROs in. I'm saying that was the biggest failed policy by our district superintendent. Mm -hmm. She unilaterally took the decision to cancel this SRO law enforcement contract and put our entire system in unsafe situation. Why? Why because of political and social appeasement and pressure from small group. Entire board told her no. The DA of Marion County said no. Law enforcement, student task force, everyone said please don't do it. The real problem has been on the discipline end, not on the SRO. There was no data to support. Now we have serious problem. A 16-year-old child was shot and killed because instead of being in school, he was shooting others. In two instances, we had to call the FBI because we couldn't figure out where the threat was coming from. We cannot go around making such decisions. Moving forward, we need to immediately get the SROs back. Our safety has reached such point that when teachers try to call 911 and ask for law enforcement, they are told, we don't have a contract unless one of you are willing to press charges. This is... Yes, you heard it right, Mm -hmm. Terry. This is what a teacher finally had the courage to share with me. We are not sharing honestly with the community. That doesn't mean the safety is not breached. We have fifth grade kids coming, a black child is coming and sharing with me. I'm afraid to go to the next year middle school because there are gang bangers and I'm afraid I'll get recruited. How can we tell the parents? I did door-to-door walking in some of the neighborhoods. Everybody is worried about safety. And how can we honestly look in the face of the parents and say, yep, we don't need uh, SROs, we don't need. SROs provide the mentoring. They are like teachers and they are the sworn officers who can go between community and school, school and community and make sure we not only understand the threat, intercept it and children develop positive relationship with them. Uh, Chrissy, what happened to the days when, I mean, I remember when I went to school, you walked to school. Maybe uh, half a mile away or whatever it is. You went to school. Everything was fine. You walk home. That doesn't happen nowadays, is it? 
No, and it seems like yesterday, doesn't it? I, yeah. I, mm-hmm. We are truly, I feel, robbing robbing our children and our next generation of that luxury. And it is heartbreaking. I'm so sorry. I have a really hard time not getting emotional every time the discussion because I can't believe it's at that point. And what's interesting, if you talk to any of our youth, they don't know any different. They don't know that. They just think we're old timers, must be from the 1800s if that was the case. <laughs> so that's very sad and unfortunate. The, the good news is that we know that we had a system that worked properly. Prior, and it's not working now. We have plenty of proof and things that are working. You mentioned Wilsonville earlier, whichever. Um, so why can't we look at implementing and re-implementing some of those tools that worked instead of continuing to watch the statistics drop and just get worse and worse when we're pretending to do something that supposedly is improving and bettering all? You know, I really asked this question in the board. How many more children have to be sacrificed? How many more teachers have to be harmed, injured? before we can acknowledge and say, yes, we failed in our policy of canceling the SRO, failed because our children are not learning to trust a system and respect safety. And in this process, we are going to do generational harm. These children have to grow up tomorrow as adults. Are they going to take law into their own hand if there is a domestic violence in their home or if there is a child abuse going on? This is the reality. We are really creating a generation who is learning the wrong things. Okay. We only have a couple of minutes left on this, so I'm going to give each one of you a a shot here. Uh, Cassie, we'll start with you. Um, Why vote for you? You know, because I really think that we need to stop looking at our children and our schools as groups. We need to realize that every child is different. Every situation is different. We really need to get down on their level and figure out how to fix everything from safety to academics to emotional and social issues we really need to look at our children as individuals because every child learns differently reacts differently to traumas and situations and every child needs different interventions Mm -hmm. all right chrissy Oh, because I'm passionate and I will not give up. And it doesn't matter if I'm on this board or not, I will not give up. I know there's a way and we're going to make it and I'm determined to see it in my lifetime. Our children deserve so much more. Thank you. And doctor? Yes, uh, I want our communities to support and vote for me because I've been there, I've learned, I've developed relationship with many, many communities. I've seen it through all the difficulties I've worked and I will be, unlike my opponent, who has no experience. This is really an important time where I will keep the safety as top priority, catching up learning loss, and authentically bringing different families and communities together. That's what is is most important. And let's get the focus back on school, and which I can do it. I've been courageous and yet humble and reached out to each one of you through all these difficult times. So please vote for me and vote for... Cassidy and Chrissy because we three are running for the right reason. Thank you. And these are volunteer positions, so it just shows how dedicated you guys truly are and how much you really care. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. So much. Would you all come back and uh, join us again sometime down the road? Of when course. you win? Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Come back and celebrate your win with us. Woo-hoo. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you. Bless you guys. We'll be back in just a minute with uh, more of today's show. All right. Thank mm-hmm. you. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group. We're back in five, four... 
Cue Terry. Two, one, you're on. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM. Brought to you today by the Lule Group. Welcome back to the weekend show. I am your host Terry Saul, along with my co-host Amanda Smith. We're listening on. You're listening on 104.3 FM, 1220 AM. We are KSLM, and we just had uh, three interesting guests in studio here with us. Yes, so they are running for school board, and I think the biggest thing that stands out to me is that these are volunteer positions. Yeah. Um, they are truly going in to fight for our children. And that's what matters. They want to make a difference, not because they're getting paid for it, but because they care. And from what uh, the doctor was saying, Dr. Satya, did Uh I say that right? Yes. He said that uh, you can vote for three people. So you can pick three people uh, for your vote. So you can you can actually pick for I would I would go with these three folks that we had in here, uh, Cassidy, uh, Dr. Satya, and uh, Chrissy Hudson. Yes. Uh, they're running in different zones. Uh, right. Cassidy's so, running in zone two. Uh, Dr. Satya is running in zone four. And Chrissy Hudson is running in zone six. Right. So it's not that you can vote for three people per zone. It's you can right. vote for one person per zone. Right. So, yes, I highly recommend you guys voting. And if you're not registered to vote, we had on Scott the other day, and it takes minutes to register and vote. And it's important to be registered with your party as well because we are a primary state. All right. And um, what, what is voting? When is it? Uh, I believe it? it's May 16th. Don't hold me on that. But okay. I believe that ballots are already being sent out. I know that I already got my pamphlet of um, kind of breaks down who's on the pamphlet, gives you the information of who they are and all that good information. Yeah, I just got mine uh, over the weekend. Did you? So, yep. And these all three of these folks that we had in here um, this hour, they're all parents. All three of them are parents. Mm-hmm. And it's like what you said. This is all a volunteer situation. <laughs> it is. And, and the, one of their main... Uh, subjects is safety and safety is a big thing for me as well um i'm lucky where my kids go there are sros on campus they don't go to uh, salem kaiser school district but it's just sad to see how much this school district has plummeted um so there, it's an unfortunate there are no um sros no no any of the salem schools they terminated their contracts isn't that bizarre and she was telling us um I think it was uh, Chrissy. Chrissy was telling us that half of the bathrooms are locked down. Yeah, so you can't even go into the bathrooms because of of drugs, mm-hmm. of violence, of fighting, of sexual activity, whatever is going on in the yeah. bathrooms. So I know me as a child when I would see an officer, especially in uniform, they're an authority figure to sure. me. I'm going to respect them. I'm going to be more cautious. If I'm not be doing things right, right, I'm going to probably straighten up my act if they're in my you presence. Yeah. Right, because I'm not trying to get in trouble. So having them present in our schools are important. And not only that, but it builds that relationship with the students to let them know, hey, I'm not the bad guy. I'm here to protect you. I'm here to be your friend. I'm here to help you. And I'm here to just watch over you. And I know the SRO in Wilsonville School District, where I'm over by, you see pictures with the students with the SRO officers and their mm-hmm. ca- their cars all decorated with the right. wildcat theme. And it's ju- he's a part of their community. Right. He's a part of the students' team. He's there for them. They all know him. Yeah, and they've and got a great relationship with him. And it's like yeah. that that that's where it's important. And that's where it matters. And they feel safe and protected. And I think not having the SROs here is why. Why? You know, and, and we're— I go back to when I went to, to high school. Um, I graduated in 1974, thank you, 100 years ago. And we used you don't to have. Look 100, uh, Terry. 
Yeah, believe me, I am. <laughs> uh, we used to have um, a police officer on campus, and he was just kind of driving through our campus in his patrol car, but it was more for catching guys smoking. That was the big deal. You didn't mm-hmm. go to the bathrooms because they were all smoking cigarettes in the bathroom. Right. You know, none of us had guns. That mm-hmm. I know of. Right. Um, and if it was a fight, it was usually a bare-knuckle fist fight, and then it was over with. Mm-hmm. Um, not, this, kids nowadays are afraid. Yeah. They're afraid to go to school. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of kids don't go to school, because they're afraid. Right. Well, and then also taking the SROs out of the classrooms in a way. So for me, that shows the students, not only because they were there previously, now they've been taken out, so are they the bad guy? Right. So are the officers bad? They can't protect us anyways. You're sending the wrong messages to these children. Not only the children, but the teachers. As Dr. Satya was saying, that he's spoken to a few teachers that have expressed a a lot of concern that they're being attacked and they can't speak up. The SROs are not only there for the students, but also the teachers as well. And so it's sad to see that they're almost um, belittling the police officers. My my former wife, let's see which one would that be, be the first wife, um, she she was a teacher over in Polk County. Okay. And uh, we were talking. She has since left mm-hmm. because I asked her, I said, why? She goes, because I'm tired of getting hurt. I know what do you mean hurt? They say mean things about you. Um, and she says, no, physically getting hurt. Yeah. They they, they assault teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you're telling Johnny or Judy to sit down and, and they don't want to sit down, they're going to throw a book at you. They're going to mm-hmm. hurt you. Mm-hmm. What is that all about? And they get away with it. Yeah. Because there's not an SRO yeah. in the school to punish them. And so it's it, they get away with it. And that teaches them that type of behavior. And then we de- decriminalize drugs. So then it just sets them on this awful path to to travel down, and it's not okay. School was always supposed to be something to educate you and to make you prepare for getting out in the world and being a better yes. person. It's not now. This is setting them up for a completely oh, different totally, path. Totally. It, disrespect your teachers. Get away with things. You. It, it's teaching them all the wrong things, and it's sad. What about, what about when something, God forbid, should happen where, where somebody comes on campus with the intent of hurting somebody? Right. With a, a weapon or something, and that SRO is not there. You know, the police get there fast, but still a lot of damage can be done between the time that that first call is made and the time the first officer shows up on campus. Right. So if I'm, if I'm an active shooter— and I'm going into school. I'm probably not going to go to a school that has cops on the property. Right. That's probably going to be, I'm going to go to somewhere that doesn't. That just seems like logical thinking in my head. Um, and I believe that a majority of the school shootings have been where there are not SROs present. So that's another thing. If there's an SRO present and there's an active shooter, he can radio the police and get the situation under control much faster. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but just his presence there, that he's, you know, armed and ready to tackle whatever comes through those doors, hopefully that would turn away the active shooter as well. We, we, I interviewed a gal a couple of years ago. She's a, a young gal um, going to high school, I believe up in Portland area, but she, uh, she was being bullied and they had to switch schools to her. Well, the two girls that were bullying her, one of the fathers of those two girls told them, go take matters into your own hand, gave him a gun. And drove them to the school. Oh, my God. And they actually told him on Thursday, go down there and, and shoot the place up. The father's telling them this. Whoa. Now, what kind of an SOB would do that? Okay, but he did that. Well, the, the word got out what was going to happen. 
So when the girls got on campus, first of all, the police were waiting. Right. And Daddy was arrested, mm -hmm. as well as he should be. And the girls were actually arrested, and they did confiscate a couple of guns on They had the Good. intent of going down there. But see, that was the intent of that father that, you know, told the kids, go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's 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 crazy. And I asked her, I says, are you okay? She goes, no, I'm terrified of school now. I'm terrified. And she was a cheerleader, and she was being bullied because she was a beautiful girl. And that's why the, the, the other girls were, were bullying her. That's sad. But it's, I don't know. Um, the parents, if you're not going to be a right, the, the, the right parent, then don't be a parent. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Does that yes. make any sense? Right. But it's, it's frustrating. And I, I just... Uh, I think that the school safety for these kids. I look at my granddaughter. You got you got two boys now. You got mm -hmm. your son and your nephew that go to school there. Uh, do you worry about them every day? Oh yeah, you know? but I don't have to worry as much because they're not in the Salem Kaiser School District. So we do have SROs on standby that are available. Right. So it's a little. I have a little bit more peace of mind with where they go. It's, it's bizarre. All right. What else you got? You got anything else on? Uh... Well, and they're also focusing on opening up school board meetings, which I think is a that big was another deal. thing that I was surprised when she said school mm -hmm. board meetings are closed. Oh, actually, I want to backtrack. When they have to, so when a teacher does get injured and they call the police, they say they can't do anything unless you want to press charges. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's that made I wasn't aware of that. I didn't know that they couldn't come and take care of phone calls because there wasn't a contract. So. Good job, Salem Kaiser. Yeah. My lord. Yeah, you guys proud of this? Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it is. It's bizarre. So, okay, sorry. Um, back to open school board meetings. I think it's huge to go to school board meetings for parents. Even if we don't speak up, we just want to know what's going on. We want to be a part of the discussion, even if it's just listening. That's a big deal. And like Dr. Satya was saying, being there physically, you can read people's body languages. You right. can see what's going right. on behind the scenes versus Zoom. You don't really see anything, and you kind of feel shut out. And it's like, why not have them in person? If there's a problem person, then remove them. But for the majority of us that want to just go and learn and speak up and voice our opinions or just watch, that should be allowed. But sometimes sometimes it's okay to, to get into a, not really a confrontation, but to speak your mind. You know, let your emotions show. As long as no one's going to be hurt, let your emotions show. It's, yeah, to have those conversations and kind of hash it out. Nobody's going to agree on some things, but it's okay to work through those issues, to right. come to an agreement, an understanding, to, to view both sides of it. But to just shut the public out, the parents, those are my students in there. Those are, that's my child. You don't get to shut me out. Are the school board meetings up where you... We're open. They're all, they're all open? We are there? open to go in person, yeah. Do you go? I do. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Does it ever get heated? Uh, no, not really. Nope. I've never really spoke up myself. I'm more observed. Yeah. And just watch and listen. Um, I'm a shy one when it comes to that. You're uh, a shy one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm bashful. But the school district that I am a part of is much different than Salem-Kaiser. Mm -hmm. Now, if I was attending those ones, it would probably be a much different story. Can you imagine what some of the schools uh, in places like Chicago must be going through? Mm -hmm. New York, Los Angeles. Yeah. If we're going through the garbage we're going through, what are they going through? Yeah, and it's unfortunate, like people like me, I can't volunteer at the schools anymore because I won't get my COVID vaccine. Well, without my COVID vaccine, I can't apply to be a volunteer, so I'm shut out that way as well. You're such a rebel. <laughs> Quick break. We'll be back in a minute. Stick around. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group. We're back in five, four, Q-Terry. Two, one, 
you're on. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM. Brought to you today by the Lule Group. Hey, this is Terry Saul, Saltissimo. You know, when it comes time to move into a new home, it's time to consider Don Lule Homes. The Lule difference is simply setting the bar for quality service in Salem. Find out today about custom-built new home. Don Lule Homes offers open floor plans, quality craftsmanship, and over 50 years of excellent experience in new construction. Beautiful homes are coming soon. Call today and ask for Erica at 503-428-6992. Don Lule Homes. We are back with our final few minutes. Today, Amanda and I have been talking with the folks that are running for the uh, school board uh, positions. We were talking earlier today with uh, Cassidy Trout for school board and Zone 2, Dr. Satya. Good job. I like saying the name. He's uh, running for uh, school board in Zone 3. Four, which is the Salem Kaiser School Board, and he currently holds that position, so okay. he's rerunning, which is great. So he's it's he's been there, he knows what he's doing. It's awesome. And also uh, Christy Chrissy Hudson, she's running for um, the Salem Kaiser Kids in District uh, Zone Six. Yep. They were our guests today, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll give you their their websites here in just a minute before we wrap up things here today. So Dr. Satya, it looks like, so I've got his brochure in front of me, and um, it says, let's finally solve the problems our schools are facing. And his main focus is, is safety and sense of belonging, high-quality learning, and authentic family engagement. Hmm. Which right. I think are all things that are great. All right. He's also a physician. You know that? Yeah. Yeah, he's a psychiatrist, and uh, he's, he's a very intelligent man, loves to speak, and he's very good at it, <laughs> what he does. He is. And so uh, if you would like to get in touch with him or learn more about him, his website is www.satyaforschools.com. And I'm going to spell it for you. It's S-A-T-Y-A-F-O-R for schools, S-C-H-O-O-L-S.com. And if you didn't catch that, uh, you can give us a holler here and we have that. Also, we are, we're talking with uh, Cassidy Trout. You got anything on her? Uh, you got her brochure okay. right there. It, um, she says that she wants to vote for a fresh voice on the Salem-Kaiser School Board. Vote for me. She's amazing. She's been very active with uh, the school district the last few years. I know I personally have seen her out there. She is doing everything she can to help improve our schools. Her, her priority, she says, my first priority is to ensure all student teachers and families that they feel safe. Return safely, mm-hmm. safety to our campuses. Did we ask her if she was uh, uh, for the school resource officers on campus did she is yes okay Mm -hmm. and then uh, last if you'd like to get in touch with her for more information of course um her website is www.cassity c-a-s-i-t-y for schools.com it's c-a-s-i-t-y for f-o-r schools.com and then i've got christy hudson here so it says on her brochure that she was born and raised in Salem-Kaiser. She is a mother of two students here. She's been a volunteer for several years, and she is trying to focus on improving our academics, safety, and transparency. Um, so her website, to get a hold of her, is www.christy4kids.com, and that's K-R-I-S-S-Y-F-O-R-K-I-D-S.com. And, and you know... People have to understand, these guys, or these folks, I should say, 
um, are not going to be paid for this position. No, actually. So them going out here and campaigning and mailing out flyers to our mailboxes, getting in front of people to do speeches, radio, um, all of that, yard signs, none of this comes easy to them. They all it. So if you guys could donate to them, their cause, that would be amazing. Even if it's $4, $5, everything truly does help. With, yeah. yeah. And, and the kids are our future. They certainly are. They are our future, and we have to invest in them, not just let them fall and crumble like what Salem-Kaiser School District is doing, because I feel like they truly are setting our kids up for failure. All right. And, of course, the voting is on May the 16th. If you want to learn more, you can go to www.marionpolkfirst.com. That's marionpolkfirst.com. And, you guys, just if you don't have a child in the school district— that doesn't mean you can't vote. Um, I've actually heard that a few times where, well, I'm not going to vote because I don't have a kids in school district. What, what does it matter to me? Well, they're our future. It should exactly. definitely matter to you because it's how we teach our children. It's how we go about these things. It's how we keep them safe and keep drugs and violence out of our school that sets them up for their future. And if we're allowing them to get away with this type of behavior, imagine what they'll be like as adults. My my biggest surprise to all of this is the fact that parents are being shut out. We're being shut out because they have an it's agenda. Um, and they are trying to parent our children instead of educate them like they should be for schools. Um, you know, like asking, you know, what pronoun would you like to use? Right. You know, it's, it's things like that. And it's like, that's not what's important. Teach them the basics, the math, reading, writing, science, those Keep the parenting to, to the parents, us parents. To the parents. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of my biggest frustrations of the school district is, yeah, they're shutting out the parents and they're taking it upon themselves. And like they were saying earlier that with COVID, we got a kind of a glimpse into the classrooms, which, you know, a lot of people had never done that. Um, Via the Zoom. Yeah. Right? Okay. And they push a lot of their personal beliefs on the students. I personally saw that. Um, I would rather not share the story. Um, but it was really interesting. It was like, that's not your place. That's not your place. And so, yeah. What's the story? Uh, just that they were just promoting a lot of political things okay. um, against uh, political figures. Right. And it was just not appropriate. It was like, that's not what science is about. Let's get focused, yeah. refocus here. Yeah. Let's let's learn math the way we're supposed to be learning math and yes. reading. And, and uh, so that's what they're doing. They're kind of taking away. And then and we wonder why our students aren't doing well. And we wonder why they're not up to reading level. We wonder why they're failing, why graduation rates have gone down. Because you're not teaching our kids. You're trying to parent them instead. Right. And there, there are some kids that go to school because they want to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I hate to keep doing it. My granddaughter, she loves learning. She loves reading. Yeah. Um, she always tells me, Grandpa, will you sit down and read with me? And now I used to read to her. Now she's reading to me. Yes. And, you know, she's just, they, they want to go to school because they want to learn. Mm-hmm. And they don't need to go to school to worry about uh, what is in little Johnny's backpack that shouldn't be in his little Johnny's backpack. Right. Yeah. And my personal views are my personal views. I'm not pushing them on, on any of these three candidates that are running. This is just how I, I personally feel towards the situation. So I want to make that really clear. All right. Uh, again, the, the folks that were in our studio today um, was Dr. Satya. 
Did I get it right? Yes. Satya. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to attempt his last name. <laughs> I thought I had a long last name, but I'm not even going to attempt his last name. And the other one was uh, Cassidy Trout. And, uh, Christy Hudson. Christy Hudson. And yeah. she's amazing. So I actually have just recently gotten to know her. She's so kind and passionate, and she just truly does care about these kids and, and their future. And so it's nice to see. It's a breath, a breath of fresh air to see these three running because I truly believe that they will make a difference. Now, as, as, as not being a parent that has a child in school here, I didn't know a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And to listen to these three here talk, it's like, wow. Yeah. Oh, I had no clue. Right. Makes you think, doesn't it? It does. Makes you think. Get out and vote, you guys. It's important. All right. And again, it's uh, time for new leadership in the Salem-Kaiser schools, prioritizing safety. I like that. That's their top focus, prioritizing safety, um, expanding honor programs and career training, as well as restoring trust with the parents. That's important, too. It is. Hey, we're out of time. We are. We are out of time. And uh, thank you. This was kind of uh, interesting. And uh, we'll see you this week. All right. See you later. We're just about out of time for today's show. Remember, you can catch our show every Saturday at 10 a.m. and a replay Sundays at 6 p.m. right here on Salem's original radio station, KSLM. A reminder, if you missed any of today's show or would like to hear any of my shows, you can always hear a podcast on our official KSLM website at www.kslm.news or on my official website at www.terrysaul.com. If you would like to drop me a note, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is terry at kslm.news. We'll see you next time. Take care and be safe. You've been listening to The Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM KSLM. Today's show is brought to you by the Lule Group, featuring Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Holmes, and Teresa Lule's State Farm Insurance. That's a wrap. Thanks, everybody. Good show. Bye, everybody.